Good evening. Welcome to Radio Lisi this lovely evening. I'm so humbled and I'm so happy. I'm so grateful to have you two fine gentlemen here on my Radio Lisi tonight. And first, a very special welcome and warm welcome to you, neurologist Dr. Nissan. And of course, welcome to you, Alice Gerting, the author behind the book, Goodbye Parkinson, Hello Life. Hello. I have Hello, a lot of questions to you, but before we start on the questions, I would like you to introduce yourself shortly. So if you kindly could start with you, Dr. Nissan, tell a little bit about yourself and then Alex afterwards. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lizzie. It's a, a, a pleasure and a privilege to be in your show. Uh, my name is uh, Zev Nitsan. I'm a neurologist, expert in movement disorder, and uh, at the head of the movement disorder in Barzilai Medical Center in Israel. Thank you. And Alice, could you tell a little bit about yourself? I'm Alex Curtin. I've been working with Parkinson disease, Parkinson behavior patterns, everything that has to do with Parkinson for over 30 years. I'm working on behavior patterns, changing behavior patterns, the power of movement, rhythm, expression, and the energy within Parkinson and how you can change it, how you can have control. And I use lots of music, the power of music on the subconscious, and I give the Parkinson people the tools in order to take responsibility. Thank you very much. Thank so you. Let's start. I have lots of questions here. So if you could start with this, uh, guys, what is Parkinson's disease? If you could start with you, Dr. Nissan. Okay. Uh, Parkinson's disease is a chronic condition uh, with many faces. Uh, from the clinical point of view, it is reflect in the a person who suffers from Parkinson's disease in motor symptoms and non-motor symptoms. Uh, Parkinson's disease is not a curable disease nowadays, uh, uh, but it's highly treatable with efficient medication and a wide variety of non-pharmaceutical therapeutic methods. How do you see it, Alex? Basically, I see Parkinson's disease, as I said before, movement, rhythm, expression, energy. Movement limited. Rhythm, arrhythmic. Expression, frozen. Energy, very low. And it becomes behavior patterns. Meaning, if you understand the behavior patterns of Parkinson, you can cope with the disease. Thank you very much. Do you have anything to say to this, Dr. Nissan? What Alice is saying? Uh, well, I, uh, I I really agree with him that yeah. in Parkinson's disease, the uh, the level of the energy during the disease is very important, and the uh, ways to improve to uh, some trampoline to elevate uh, the the level of of energy will uh, uh, ref will be reflected in all the, uh, uh, the symptoms uh, of the disease and will give a, a very good improvement in the general uh, 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 condition. Yeah. Alex, 
I would like to add, if there's, uh, if it's all right with you, Dr. Nitsan, may I add for something? Sure, for sure, my Thank you. I think that once a person is aware and takes responsibility upon his disease and he learns the disease, it's not a disease that, well, there are different stages, of course, but in a certain stage, he can control the disease. And there is enough tools that you can control the disease. Meaning, let us say, if you take music, I call it free dancing, but actually free dancing is putting music and using movement and rhythm, which is natural to you. So if you continue to stimulate your neural wiring within your brain, and you continue to stimulate the natural behavior patterns, you weaken Parkinson and you strengthen the potential. So you have to take uh, enough tools with you and enough uh, situations where you behave as, not as normal and natural as possible in order not to behave Parkinson, but behave differently. Thank you. Um, I have a next question. How should a doctor tell the Parkinson person you have Parkinson's disease? Alex? Well, that's quite a question. You know, when a person comes and hears the word Parkinson, it's traumatic. He doesn't understand what is Parkinson. Now comes the big show. And I think that the doctor has to be part of an act. When a person comes in and uh, the doctor tells him with a serious face, you have Parkinson's disease. It is a progressive disease and you have to take medication. Me personally, I don't know how to say it in my language. You kill the person. Yeah. The person is in total shock. He doesn't understand it. He, he sees it's the end. He sees that. I think that the doctor has to be very patient and to say, there are many possibilities. It is a progressive disease, but I know many people that the disease didn't progress that much. And medication-wise, we have to find the right time to give you medication. But continue your life, continue behaving so that your nervous system continues to be stimulated. There is hope. Always. So the person is not in a traumatic state. This is what I think a doctor should do. Yeah. How about you, Dr. Nissan? What do you think about well, all this? I totally agree with Alex. I think that each meeting in the clinic between a person with a Parkinson's disease and a doctor is a unique interpersonal event. Yeah. Uh, to my point of view, there are, but to my point of view, there are several general recommendations regarding the methods to inform a person about the Parkinson's disease diagnosis. The main is to say it in a clear and understandable manner, to be attentive and empathic to the patient emotion that evoke due to diagnosis, and to emphasize that, that although Although the course of the, the, the course of the disease is progressive, the time window for improvement is never closed and stay open at any stage of the disease. 
Um, the hope, as Alex uh, put it in one word, this is the, to, to give a realistic hope and, 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 and hope that is connected to the reality and will give the patient a, a, a power to, 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 to fight, if I can say so, to, a, 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 to, to deal with the disease. Um, I have a little plus question. Uh, do you think the doctor should tell the person it's a good idea to start to train a lot? Mm. Yes. Alex, you want to be the first or me? What you prefer? I give you all the honor, doctor. Thank you, You're my the dear first. friend. Thank you, my dear friend. Well, a physical exercise is a multiple beneficial effect on a, a person with Parkinson's disease. Uh, it's, if I will give the, uh, 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 speak about it from the scientific point of view, it's reduced the rate of, uh, the reduction in the in number of the neurons in the substantia nigra, the dopamine factory of the brain. It slows it down. So it's, it's in, the, in the tissue level. It's a, make a, a new co connection. It's evolve, a, 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 evolve a, a, a new circuits in the brain evolve that can compensate from the a, a deficit that the disease enforce on a, on, on the, on a, on a PD patient a, a, or PD a person. So a, a, it's a, a improve the mood, it's improve the, the, the metabolism, it's changed the brain for good. A, a, there is not enough words to say how important it is. In many times, it's even more important than the medication. Yeah. A, under, under the assumption that the patient made it integrated into the routine a daily a activities of her or, or his. Yeah. And a lot of multiple benefits and which are, again, with a lot of scientific background to, to support it and highly recommended. Thank you. Alex? Oh, what can I say after such a speech? And what I say, <laughs> great. Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think that there is, what do you need in order to live? We need the air, we need to breathe. We need to eat. We need to drink and we need to sleep. We need love also, Alex. But one second, one second, my friend, it's only the beginning. Actually, it's true, but there is something we do not take under consideration. We need air, yeah, we need to breathe, we need to eat, we need to drink, we need to sleep, but we must have movement, we must have rhythm, we must have expression, and we must have energy. Because the movement, rhythm, expression, and energy bring about the state where we get out of depression. Yeah. It stimulates us and body movements change the state of mind the person is in. Meaning movement, rhythm, expression, expression our feelings is a must in our life. And this is a thing Parkinson people have to understand. Not only Parkinson people, 
everyone has to understand it. We, as the species, as Homo sapiens, we must have movement, rhythm, and expression. So movement and rhythm actually is music. What is music? It's movement, rhythm, expression, and energy. So we need to have it in order to let our system work according to what we need in our daily life. What happens with Parkinson people? They become depressed. Depressed means they repress themselves and they don't understand the importance of taking movement and rhythm and expression and expressing it with their hands, with their body, meaning body language. This is a must in order to live. Thank you. Uh, is it okay if I continue? Because this leads me to my next question. You have said a lot about it, Alex, but uh, what should the Parkinson person know in order not to enter into a depressed state? You're asking me? Yes. Okay. First of all, a Parkinson person has to know that there is not one Parkinson. There are stages, different stages of Parkinson. First of all, there's the symptom, which is called the Parkinsonian symptoms. In this stage that you have the symptoms and you understand, you can stop it. You can delay it. And now when you delay it and you take responsibility, and you understand that you don't bring about stories within your subconscious saying, look what will happen to me in a couple of years. I'll look like that. I won't be able to walk. I'll be with tremors. I, I, I won't be able to speak. I won't be able to. These are stories they bring upon themselves. These stories don't have to be. Because if you know how to take care of Parkinson, it's like you know your enemy. You don't have to fight it all the time, but you have to know how to keep it under control. And once you keep it under control, magic happens. In many cases, the Parkinson does not progress. You might take medication, but if you take the responsibility, you'll take minimum medication. But if you give the responsibility all to the doctor and to the medication, and you don't understand that you have to move, express yourself, continue with body language, you gave all the responsibility to someone else and you might lose. Yeah. Dr. Nissan, what is uh, your point of view to all this Alex is saying? Mm -hmm. uh, well, I totally agree that uh, the complementary methods uh, in a uh, uh, all together with the conventional methods, uh, bring the best uh, 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 effects. Uh, and uh, I think that the patient, the, the, the Parkinson disease person, she or he should know that although we, we can, uh, 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 the burden of the disease can be hugely relieved by the medication, the non-medication uh, methods are at least as highly effective. And th that is methods that are in the reach of their hands and in the reach of their willpower, as Alex said. Like the uh, practice routinely physical exercise, 
choose wisely their diet. Happy guts can bring miracles. Uh, enrich their spiritual and intellectual spheres. Uh, and it seems to be that due to the growing, ever-growing uh, body of scientific knowledge about the disease, there is even a good reason to believe uh, that the, the curative uh, treatment, uh, uh, which come from all these methods altogether, is achievable even before the ends of our uh, decades, which mean uh, before uh, uh, 2030. So there is a lot of uh, um, optimistic, optimistic things to say, and the horizon can be very promising from the Parkinson disease patient. Thank you very much. Do you have anything? I'd like to add something, if it's okay with you. I agree totally with what Dr. Nitsan is saying, and that's what I like in him, his open-mindedness. He's a very open-minded person. I know him. And that's what I respect in uh, Dr. Nitsan. There is, a, there is a, another case which is called psychology, meaning psychology means I see what is going to happen to me and I bring upon myself the stories. I believe in the stories and all Parkinson's stories are depressive, meaning Parkinson people I will say 80%, it's more than that, but I'll say 80% are depressed. What's going to happen? I'm helpless, I'm hopeless, what will happen? But about 60, 70% of the reason is they depress themselves by ideas that that's what's going to happen. If they understand that they bring about the stories and they change the stories, I'm going to win. I'm going to become a dancer. I'm going to speak rhythmically. I'm going to win that disease because I know its weakness. Then you weaken depression. What is depression? Depression means I'm losing. Everything you lose, you feel depressed. Everything you feel you can't do or you lost, again, you feel depressed. So what is happiness? Happiness is energy saying, I can, I did. So don't depress yourself. Give a chance because you don't know how the body behaves. You don't know how you see. You don't know how you hear. You don't know how you digest. You don't know, but your subconscious knows. Use the potential. Don't depress yourself. All right. Thank you for giving me the time. Thank you. Um, that leads me to something, uh, sometimes uh, if I wake up in the night in my bed and I have been to the bathroom or something, I take my phone sometimes and I see on uh, Facebook or Messenger and half the world I know of parents and persons are awake because none of us can sleep. So what is the main sleeping problem that parents and persons um, experience? If you could start with you, Dr. Nissan, this time. Okay. Well, uh, disturbance of sleep-awake cycle are uh, prominent symptoms in Parkinson's. Uh, insomnia, which is, uh, can be defined as difficulties in initiating sleep or maintaining it. Uh, discontinuous sleep with a lot of uh, erosing, which cause diminished time in the 
deep sleep stages, which are the most restorative phases of the sleep, uh, those, those change in the sleep architecture cause a cascade of events that uh, maybe reflect in excessive daytime sleepness, chronic fatigue, reduced energy, and it's a, a, a main issue in Parkinson, and there are, it's very important to, to deal with it and to try to give it the right answers. Alex? Well, sleeping is not only for Parkinson people. Sleeping is for everyone. And in our century, there's a sleeping problem. People don't enter into bed enjoying the bed, respecting the bed, saying, now I let go, no business in my head, no worries in my head, I take my pillow, I hug it, I feel good, and I want to sleep, I want to let my body rest. No, we take the secretary into bed. Hello, yes, what's happening in the office? Did they call it? Did they bring it? Did they do it? What happens if it happens? What happens if it won't happen? How can you sleep? Your brain waves are all the time in business. What will happen? What will happen? While if you sleep, your brain waves go down. They're in a theta state, meaning a lower state, not a higher beta state. You can't sleep. If you worry, you can't sleep. You have to enjoy bed. You have to enter bed and know that it's with that part that you stop. You don't think, you enjoy, even you can act sleeping. You can enter bed smiling and saying, how wonderful. Or you can make it systematically. I'm going to bed, but before I go to bed, I'll have a shower with uh, lots of, uh, I know, soaps and things where I uh, breathe and I hear and I feel wonderful and uh, I put on uh, lotion and I go to sleep feeling wonderful. Or you can go to sleep after you walk a lot and you make exercise and then you have a shower and then you go to sleep. But don't go to sleep with your secretary. Don't go to sleep with your business. Don't go to sleep with depression. Don't go to sleep with Parkinson. Go to sleep and enjoy. Let go. Yeah, let go. Thank you very much. Nisan, do you have anything to say to Alex's uh, really fantastic? Uh, I really love when he, he, he speaks about all this and his body language and he's always Super cool. Uh, it's true, it's true. I think Alex, uh, uh, the gyrokinetics that he developed, it's a uh, wonderful methods yeah. Yeah. that uh, can, can improve the, 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 the situation of Parkinson patient people uh, a lot, a lot. I see it in my eyes. It's a really very impressive and deep methods. And I really admire him on that. And Thank you. Yeah, Welcome. Welcome. He, he's, he's really right. He's so true right with all this. Okay, uh, I have three questions left uh, because we, I think we take seven questions tonight, all of them, but the next questions I have is, can you explain the uh, different mood shifts that Parkinson persons uh, experience? Uh, uh, please, Lizzie, try to uh, uh, m m ask it again, please. 
Parkinson people, they experience shift in the mood. Mm -hmm. Can you explain how that's happening? Well, uh, we should remember that uh, the dopamine that uh, is, uh, uh, there is a, 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 a depletion of dopamine in Parkinson's disease. This is in the basic mechanism of it. The dopamine have, has a huge effect on the emotional regulation and on the motivation. And uh, uh, we can understand that the, the pendulum of the emotion is tend to deviate to, toward the depression pole when there is loss of dopamine, as in patient pay, uh, of people who, who suffered from Parkinson. Uh, it, it can be seen as a biochemic anhedonia, if I can say so. Uh, the, the mood shift can balance and improve by many means. Uh, 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 and a person in, in a, a person with Parkinson's disease can made a self-made trampoline, if I can say so, trampoline to elevate the mood and to uh, send it to the uh, a heights of happiness by self-working on the mental an emotional attitude toward the disease. And by using a, ther a, a, a therapeutic discipline that integrate body and mind, and the, a, as, as we said before, a, to sleep well, to eat wisely, to keep your gut happy. A, I, I, we can mention about it, the, the, specific, the specific recommendation for a, a, a diet for Parkinson people. Uh, and the uh, physical activity has been mentioned before. I think all these methods all together create, uh, the, the, uh, create something that is uh, uh, better than uh, using only one method by itself, uh, even it's conventional medicine or physical activity or diet or uh, sleep hygiene, if I can say so. So I think that all together, when we try to uh, put our a inner eye and a, 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 a improve it, the, the accumula accumulative effect can be tremendous for the improvement, alleviate the symptoms of Parkinson. Okay, thank you. Alex, a mood shift. Wow. So, Dr. Nitsan, he spoke of everything, but uh, he actually spoke about something that I will not mention because he mentioned it. Biochemistry, medication. I'm not talking about medication. I'm talking about mood. Yeah. Mood is in our brain. Now, how it comes biochemically, etc., that's up to the doctor the way he spoke. I'm going to speak about behavior patterns. Mood are stories that we have in our mind that affect our body. So if I'm not aware and I enter into my stories, my brain waves are parallel to my stories and my energy is parallel to the stories. Meaning if I bring about stories that are in survival, my mood, my energy will be according to survival. Now look very interesting. If I don't understand, I say, I don't understand, look what happens to my body. My body behaves, I don't understand. But if I say, I'm hopeless, 
I become hopeless. Yeah. Because my body reacts in the present according to the message it got. And if I say, I'm helpless, I don't see an outcome, I became helpless, I'm acting it. Yeah. So if you're aware to your body language and you're aware that the mood are stories you bring through your mind to your body, you can have a control. It's like in a control room where you see what's happening around and then you speak and you tell yourself, okay, change the fashion, change the rhythm, change the mood. And all of a sudden you see that the mood changes as well. Because mood can be high, mood can be low. Mood can be extreme and mood can be apathetic. But it always has an effect on your body. So I can change the mood and, and I can change the stories. So actually, I will put the headline, mood equals energy, positive or negative energy. And I can play with it. It's not easy, not easy, but you can do it. And the more you do it, the more professional you become. Yeah, it's hard work. Sorry? I say it's hard, it's hard work. Hard work. Hard work. Nothing of this is easy. It's really hard work every day. Every day. Yeah. Every day, no gain, as the quote says. Yeah, exactly. Um, thank you for this. Um, medication, um, side effects. What is new in the field about this? And this I will ask to you, uh, Dr. Nissan, because uh, you know Alex is not the founder. Yeah, I will ask you as a question. You ask again about the new drugs. What is new in the no, medication? Say, what have you got to say about Parkinson medication and their side effects? And what is new in the field? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the medication for Parkinson disease are relatively, in, in uh, uh, comparing to other neurological diseases, are relatively highly efficient, but, uh, but they, have their, they, they take their, their fine, which can become a, a day payment uh, from, the, from the person with Parkinson's disease that is treated that, and the payment become higher and higher as we uh, 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 treat uh, more, more and more years. And uh, uh, well, it's give symptomatic relief. It doesn't change the basic a mechanism of the disease. And the, a, a, the, the answer that is given to the patient a, a desire and wishes is only partial. And because of that, a, the, the, the a, a cooperation with other methods is essential to be eclectic, to, be the, a, to take the good of all the worlds uh, to take the good from the medication and from the conventional medicine and the, the good from a, 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 a complementary medicine and from diet a, 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 a regime and, and from a, 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 a physical methods like gyrokinetics and so on. So I think to be eclectic, to take the good from all the worlds is the most uh, efficient and beneficial uh, attitude. Yeah. Uh, our medication 
Well, it's give their, their answer as a symptomatic relief, especially in the first years of treatment. After that, uh, we are running after the disease and, and we, should be, uh, we should tailor it uh, in, in, uh, periodically to, 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 to be always in the, in the rate of the disease, if I can say so. We have also what can be, uh, can be saying, which is so true that I think because we uh, uh, understand that the scientific body of knowledge is uh, ever uh, uh, growing, as I said, and we understand better and better the disease, that there is a, a big hope that, uh, 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 and the realistic hope that better medication are in the reach of our end in the next few years, and uh, we can always improve. But again, medication will never be the ultimate solution for Parkinson. We can, uh, this is my belief, and uh, we should always uh, keep a, a space in the room for other methods that will uh, 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 improve a much better the, 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 the outcome of, of our dealing with the, with the disease. Uh, uh, just to say, you ask about a new drug that is uh, the newcomer to our neighborhood of uh, the newcomer to, to the arsenal of, of the medication that we have to treat Parkinson's disease. Well, there is a new drug that registered in the last year uh, in, a few, in a couple of uh, countries. It's called Xadago. It is a new MAO-B inhibitor, monoaminoxidase inhibitor, like rosagilin, oazilect, or like selegilin. It's the same therapeutic pharma pharmacological family, and the effects are uh, relatively uh, uh, similar, but a little bit. The, this is the, 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 the company, uh, uh, the drug company, is saying that it can be a little bit less a side effect. But okay. I think it's, yes, I think this is the, the newcomer to the neighborhood from the, uh, to our arsenal, to our range of therapeutic options. It's very positive to hear you tell about this because lesser side effects, that will really help a lot of people around the world. And that's the hope that they're coming new medicine. That's a big hope also. You're, you're saying that in a couple of years, we could be lucky that there'll come something new on the market. Alex, do you have anything to put on this? Yeah, I'm sometimes the bad guy. <laughs> we know. Nope. We the know. Bad guy. I believe in medication, but medication is an art. Mm. And not many doctors are artists. Doctors, many doctors, give medication as written statistically. But there is a problem with medication. You don't know how medication behaves with every person. It's always a matter of trial and error. And medication has lots of side effects. Now, I will say something, unfortunately, I have even clients that say the medication is worse than the Parkinson itself. Yeah. They're so addicted that they can't control their body anymore because of effects the medication has on them. So, the medication is always a matter of trial and error from both sides. Yeah. 
first of all, the responsibility of the person who takes the medication. He's not allowed to be blind because the doctor said so. He has to try it and he has to tell the doctor what he feels. Sometimes when you elevate medication, it has a, a worse effect on the person than if you keep it low for a certain period of time. It's always a matter of trial and error. Because even the doctors try medication with every patient as trial and error. He doesn't know exactly what will happen to the person. He doesn't know what side effects it will have. So medication, you really have to be an artist and to really think and listen to your client and say, give me your impact in another two weeks. I want to hear how the medication works on you and not tell him automatically. Okay, now take half a tablet. You take a quarter, a quarter, and then take half, 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 and then take one, one, one. Okay, then you came, you see, okay, now take one, 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 one. No, because on everyone it works differently. You should go after the client and hear from him. How do you feel? How does it work on you? I'm sorry for being the bad guy, but from my experience, this is what happens. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Alex. I think we should personalize the treatment and uh, tailor it according to the uh, specific measures of the specific person that we are treated. No yep. doubt about it. Thank you very much. We have soon come to an end on this broadcast, but I have a little uh, special uh, question in the end. A lot of my friends out in the world with Parkinson's disease are still working are young people with small children and uh, they are really afraid to tell that they have Parkinson. How do you both think that a person with Parkinson should tell, for example, friends, family, at work, I have Parkinson's disease? Alex? First of all, you don't have to tell the word Parkinson because you don't know whether Parkinson will progress or Parkinson will remain for a couple of years. You don't, if you tell a person, there are two ways. If you tell a person or you tell your partner or you tell in your work or you tell your friends, I have Parkinson, there are two effects. One in effect is I believe I have Parkinson and I know it will become worse and worse. But there are people that try to hide Parkinson and by hiding Parkinson, they become more Parkinson than if they let go. So this is a worse situation because all the time you transmit to the people through your facial expression, through your body language, something is wrong and people get it. So in such a situation, I would rather say, listen, I got symptoms of Parkinson. It's not controlling me yet, but let's go, go with it. It all depends how you see the Parkinson. Because if you believe you have Parkinson, you'll get more and more Parkinson. If you believe that you have asthma, you'll get more and more asthma. If you believe that you have migraines, you'll get the migraines. So you see, it's all a matter how you control the situation and decide. It's a question, answer, decision. Yeah. Should I tell it? What will the outcome be? This is the answer. 
And then you decide, is it for the good or is it for the bad? Or do I still have time? But this is exactly like war strategy. You yeah. don't attack immediately. You control the situation and you decide, is it the right time? Shall we wait? Shall we tell it? You know, it all depends. I would like to add one more thing. I'm thinking of a client I have. He's a big businessman. He's scared to go from his office to the toilet so that the people won't see that something is wrong. Come on, man. Say you got Parkinson. I have Parkinson. Finish. Finish with it. Yeah. But don't hide it. But you don't have to say you have Parkinson when you don't even know whether it will progress what condition it will be it's your your decision thank you okay. dr nizam well i really accept the uh, the main point that alex said that it's really uh, the timing of saying it to, to your uh, uh, relative or friends or, or a, a, a co-worker at, at your workplace it's it's very individual. Everybody should decide. I think there is nothing to be ashamed. Nobody, no, no, no person with Parkinson's disease did anything wrong or, or, or bad. It's it's a disease that uh, we he should or he she should cope with it. And I think there is no shame in it. But the timing and when and where to say it, it's totally individual and everybody should decide for it, for yourself, for it, for himself. Thank you very, very much. It has been a pleasure to have you two gentlemen on this Radio Lisi tonight. Uh, to all the listeners, thank you for listening. And if you want to ask those two guys here some questions, please send me a mail on lisiradio.gmail.com. I will make sure the guys get your questions. And in the next round on this Radio Lisi, those two fine guys here will answer all your questions. Thank you for listening. Thank you to you, Dr. Nissan. It's a very you, big honor to have you here. And of Thank course, you. to you, my friend, dear Alex Kersing, thank you very much. Thank you, Lizzie. It was a pleasure. Yeah. And, and I will uh, close this uh, broadcast with uh, sending it away with James Maddock. Uh, no time to cry because we have no time to cry. And it's actually a song about a story from the Second World War, uh, where a Jewish girl uh, went up against the system and up against the Nazi, and they killed her. She had an organization called the White Rose. You should listen to this beautiful song, No Time to Cry with James Maddox. Thank you very much and good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.